Hey, Ross. How you doing? Hi, I'm very well. How are you? I am doing amazing. Wow, excellent. Yeah, are you ready to know everything? I am ready to know everything. Okay, let's do it. Today, I am going to talk to you about an experience I have. I have a lot, actually, that I'd like to share with you. Great. Tell me more. Well, there's one thing that kids do a bunch every day, and kids really enjoy it. Good. If you do it every day, I'm glad you enjoy it. Whatever it is, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I think adults would enjoy it too, but they just don't do it. What I'm going to talk about is climbing. Climbing. Okay. Tell me. Well, every day, or most days anyway, I climb a lot. I climb trees, sculptures, statues, a bunch of things. But if you noticed, there are not many adults that climb trees or much anything. Which is weird because we have a lot longer arms. It'd be easier for us to reach. But on the other hand, we have much heavier bodies, so it's harder for us to pull them up. Yeah, but there's like some concept where it's like, that's a childish thing to do so adults don't do it, which I think is really sad. So tell me why climbing is so great. Well, it's just so fun to do. You just get immediate pleasure from looking down at the world. You feel this burst of exhilaration. You get this thought in your mind. I did that all by myself. Hmm, you're inspiring me. You know, I have done a little climbing as an adult. Not rock climbing, but I've been to the climbing gym once or twice. And I got to go with some people doing some climbing on buildings in a way that was more or less safe. And mm -hmm. it was a perspective-changing view. You start to see the whole world as your playground. And the sidewalks down below just seem like a kind of narrow path. There's a whole lot more if you start looking up. Yeah. I think that humans don't look up enough. So, why don't we give it a try? Let's go climb. Ready for today's poem? Yep. Okay, it's called Egg Tooth by Sarah Vapp. As I wanted when a girl, my grandmother's clay beads, vinegar into the dye and rosary, my Easter necklace, green as the spring needles, my grandmother making the braided bread. Singing the leaping song of the gazelle and the marriage vow. I wanted you, baby, braided. Braided through me even then. Wanted you pulling at the wheat's seedful while she sang. To spring and simultaneous your father. Somewhere else in the world. Just a baby. Your father cooing, cooed to my hands like a clock. Right then, right then is when 
you came. Wow. There's so much going on in that poem. It's got the mother talking to the child or at least to the baby in her belly. And she's talking about when the child's father was a baby too. May I read it and we can talk about it a little more? Yeah. Egg Tooth by Sarah Vapp. As I wanted, when a girl, my grandmother's clay beads, vinegar into the dye and the rosary, my Easter necklace, green as the spring needles, my grandmother making the braided bread, singing the leaping song of the gazelle in the marriage vow. I wanted you, baby, braided, braiding through me even then, Wanted you pulling at the wheat's seed fold while she sang to spring and simultaneous, your father. Somewhere else in the world, just a baby. Your father cooing, cooed to my hands like a clock. Right then is when you came. Wow. So how old is she when this poem takes place? I think there's different stages. I think in the beginning, she's just a girl. She's just a little girl. She's a girl that wants a bead for her necklace, right? She wants a pretty extra special thing. But she's listening to her own grandmother singing to her as she's cooking or beading. And then, even then, she's thinking about what? Well, she's thinking about The baby's father. She's thinking about having a baby someday. Yeah. And at the same time, she's thinking that because she's just a little girl, the baby's father is himself just... A little boy. Yeah. Maybe if he's a little younger than her when she's a little girl, he might even just be a baby himself. So she's thinking about having a baby, but she's really young. Very young, of course. She's not planning to have a baby at any second now, but someday. And meanwhile, the person who's going to be the father of her child himself is a baby at that point. It's all kind of woven together. And she's telling the story to her baby now. Yeah. Do you know what an egg tooth is? The title of this poem. What is an egg tooth? In some creatures that are born in eggs, they have a special tooth when they're born that helps them peck out of the egg. Wow. Can you see how that connects to this poem? Yeah. Where there's little girls, but thinking about becoming mothers someday, there's babies who are going to be the father someday, and then there's the baby that is being addressed in this poem too. It's kind of like the idea of having the baby as the tooth that's going to Peck the baby into existence someday. Yeah. Imagine if we had an egg tooth. I don't think mom would have liked that when you were being born. (laughs) That's for sure. That's a really beautiful poem. Last segment of the show. Do you have a fixing question for me? Yes. We live in Montana, which is a state with not that many people. And in Montana, we happen to live in Missoula, 
which has the second most number of people of any city in the state. But still, by most states' standards, most people would say it's not a very big city. And I was thinking, if we live in a small town, well, compared to what? Because in ancient Athens, there was the birthplace of so much of modern philosophy, where you had Socrates and Plato and Aristotle coming up with so much philosophy that is still applicable today. Plato? I know. P-L-A-T-O is the name of the philosopher, not Play-Do like the toy. Okay. So what I want to know is how many people lived in ancient Athens, specifically in the time of Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle? Was it a giant, big, sophisticated New York-style city that we think of? Or was it a city the size of Missoula? Or was it actually even smaller? I just want to know because I want to know if big ideas can come from pretty small places. Oh, I think big ideas can definitely come from pretty small places. But I will look up your question and answer it. Okay, I'm back and I have got the answer to your question clutched in my hand. Ooh, open it up and show me. Okay, there is some debate on what the population in ancient Athens at that time was. But, according to Wikipedia, there was about 300,000 people there. About half were Athenians, and about half were foreigners and slaves. So, 300,000 people, half are Athenians, half are foreigners and slaves. Yeah. So, that's sobering to think about slavery in Athens, which was another one of the ways that it sure it influenced our history. But also, if you think about the number of Athenians, that would be 150,000 approximately. So not that much bigger than the biggest city in Montana even. Yeah. So to think about philosophy and art and perspectives that can influence people for the next 2,000 years and more it's kind of inspiring to think that those came from a place with just 150,000. Maybe we need a new philosophy for the future. I'll get a few friends together and get started. You must know everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.